this is the last part of our secrets series how many of you enjoyed the series come on those connecting with us over live stream how many of you enjoyed the series how many of you can say that listen this series have really touched and changed my life amen i've stated many times that when you leave a service you must know what i've changed in your life how many of you can say what i've changed in your life through the series amen how many of you attended the service this morning just quickly raise your hands just want to see oh, that's a lot of you amen just keep your hands up just want to see how many attended the service this morning i'm going to bounce off of the message that prophetess preached this morning what a powerful word if you have missed it i would like to encourage you to go get a hold of it i guarantee you it will touch and change life but you will have to sit and listen carefully to every word that she's speaking are you guys with me don't just say oh it's not my net no message me really sit and listen to what she's saying because what she preached this morning is so in season and is so in time with what god is busy doing amen and i want to bounce off of that message tonight as the last part of the series on secrets and i want to really speak on the ordinances of god i want to touch on five ordinances that we need to be aware of as believers as sons and daughters of the most high god that will uh, uh, that will cause the result of dominion meaning that if i know these ordinances it's five ordinances just quickly but it's five ordinances you better listen because i'm going to run through, through them very fast we not, might not minister tonight i might just get into the word as god leads though amen and um but i need you to listen this is a very important message that if you can follow these ordinances I guarantee you, it is a guarantee that dominion will be the result. Dominion will be the result. So you better listen up. If you're sitting here, you're saying that, listen, Pastor Martin, enough is enough. I need to advance the kingdom of God. I want that where I go to establish the authority of heaven. I want to take dominion. I, I need to understand how this principle works. I need to know how to activate it in my life. And I need to know how to walk in it. I guarantee you that if you can listen to the words that I will give you tonight, it will be guaranteed. It is a guaranteed result. Dominion will be the result. And it's so simple. You know, the message that prophetess gave this morning is so simple. But it was so powerful. God have laid it on my heart and he said, Martin, get back to the basics for a while now. And he says that my power is released in the basics. Preach my gospel. That is where my power, the Bible says, Paul speaking that, listen, I am unashamed of the gospel of Christ because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. And it is, it, his power is in the simplicity of his word. And we tend to make things so difficult. But when things come to God, it's actually so simple. It is so simple. And if we can just grasp it, what I'm going to give you is very simple. And you're going to say, but I know this. But listen, as I've always told you, that you cannot experience, nor will you see the manifestation of what you do not know. You cannot receive what you cannot perceive. That is a spiritual law. Are you guys with me? Now the Bible says... In the book of Psalms, chapter 8, verse 4 to verse 6, King James, and it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? What a powerful scripture. Here we have David, and he's making this proclamation. He's saying, he's speaking to God, a man that I've had encounter upon encounter with the living God, a man that I've visioned, seeing the angels of heaven, seeing the angelic hosts of heaven. Are you guys with me? And when he looks at mere man, he's standing in awe, mere broken vessels 
pots and clay. Are you guys with me? And he's saying, my God, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and with honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Again, we see in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, and 28. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So right here in these scriptures, we see how God made man and the reason why he made him. God made you for the purpose to take dominion. Meaning that if you claim to be of this kingdom, it is part of your job description to take dominion. If you are not taking dominion, you are lacking spiritual reality. You are lacking knowledge of His Word. You are lacking understanding of His Word. You are lacking faith of His Word. You are lacking the power to speak. It is any kingdom's mission and mandates to take dominion and establish supremacy. Any kingdom throughout the ages, their mandate and their mission is to take dominion and to establish supremacy. You cannot just take dominion and not establish supremacy. So many take dominion, but they lack the power of establishing supremacy. What is supremacy? It means that you are superior in authority, you are superior in power, you are superior in stature. I want to tell you encounter that you are in this world but that you are not of it. That you are of a kingdom that is not of this world. That you are of the kingdom of God. And my Bible says that we now have become ambassadors of Christ. An ambassador that does not stand in a queue. An ambassador does not pick. An ambassador does not ask. An ambassador takes dominion and commands. I want to ask you in concert, are you of the kingdom of God? Then it means that you must take dominion. It is your mission and your mandate as a son and daughter of God to take dominion and establish supremacy. But I cannot establish supremacy without revelation. Dominion is dependent on revelation. Meaning of how much of God I have knowledge and understanding of will determine my revelation and my revelation will determine the dominion that I will take. Say revelation. This is really what I'm going to get into tonight. Are you guys with me? You're a part of this kingdom. And it is a kingdom that is not of this world. I'm telling you. You're a part of this kingdom. I'm telling you that we, you know, we're in a season where God is busy clothing the church with His power. 
where it is setting the ways, establishing the ways where God is busy crowning the ways of the church with his blessings. And the church has been dripping with abundance. And this dripping has become a flood. And the river banks is about to break. And there's a rushing river of living water that is about to go forth. There is a hurricane that is about to go forth. I don't know if someone is hearing me this night. There's a hurricane that is about to go forth that will touch and change everything in its path. And this hurricane that I'm speaking about, it will not bring destruction, it will not bring chaos, it will not bring disunity, it will not bring confusion, it will bring healing, deliverance, it will bring restoration. I'm telling you that this hurricane will come in the form of the church, this hurricane will come in the form of the ecclesia, the body of Christ, that for those who can say that I have stayed the course, I have remained steadfast, I have remained immovable, that I have kept my heart pure. I have set my mind continually on Him, the Lord God Almighty. I have kept His word in my heart. And that according to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says that this book of the law shall not be poured out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in a day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For those who have kept His word in their hearts, for those who have sought the face of the Lord day in and day out, for those who have kept the, I'm telling you, that are about to be sent forth like pillars of holy fire. Governed by the hands and the word of God. The church has been established in his holy habitation. And I'm telling you again that the latter shall be greater than the former. You see, for many of you, you have adjusted your very way of living, accommodating things that were never yours to accommodate in the first place. Just thinking that this is just life. It is just a hand that I have been dealt with. No, the enemy came and he took from you what does not belong to him. But I'm telling you that God is busy raising up a remnant. He's busy raising up a new generation. He's busy raising up those who have backbone, those who can say that I am unashamed. I'm, I'm telling you that I am not ashamed of the gospel that will go forth in the power of the glory and the fire of God and that will establish His kingdom, that will establish His authority and is taking place before your very eyes. And if you do not prepare your ways, you will miss out. You will be those standing on the river bank. You have a choice, prophetess said this morning, you can either become a partaker or you will remain a spectator. That I cannot do for you. And it's done by your own decision. Are you willing to say that I'm willing to set my heart to understanding? I want to be a part of what God is busy doing. As an end time church, may I not miss out, my God. May I fulfill my role in this end time plan. May I not miss it. Because there's a divine plan, a call and a purpose upon each and every one of you. In fulfilling this divine plan, this end time plan. Are you guys with me? It is not by chance that you are a part of this ministry. Please understand that very well. Can I have an amen? Let me get into the word. There's a lot that I want to share. So, I want to give you five ordinances that you need to be aware of. And that you can, if you can follow these things, dominion will be the result. Are you guys with me? It will be. Dominion will be guaranteed. How I many of you can say that I want to take dominion? 
telling you, if you've not seen dominion in your life, that is because you have missed one of these ordinances. And it's progressive. Please understand that it starts at the level ordinance number one and it progresses to the second. You cannot start at the second, you must start at the first. Please take note of what I'm going to give you. This is very practical and it will change your life. I guarantee it. So what is an ordinance? Let me start there. What is an ordinance? An ordinance is a law set forth by a governmental authority. An ordinance is a decree. A decree cannot be bypassed. It must be followed. It must come to pass. Are you guys with me? An ordinance is an authorized pathway. It is an authorized approach. So when I speak about the ordinances of heaven, we are speaking about God's approach, His authorized approach to a system. Are you guys with me? It is a system set up by God Himself. It is a spiritual system that will lead to dominance. It is a system that will bring dominion into your life. Can I have an amen? So an ordinance being an authorized pathway also tells us that there is predictability in the results. which I find very amazing. There's predictability in the results. I'll be together. Listen, if you follow the ordinances of heaven, according to biblical expectation, dominion will be the results. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, and many know this scripture very well, King James. God speaking through the prophet, so this is God speaking, saying, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. How amazing is that not? So what is God actually saying? Is He said, listen, come on, don't be silly. Am I not the one who created the heavens and the earth, the seas and everything within them? Am I not the one who commanded the boundaries of the sun and the moon and the stars in its place and it cannot leave those boundaries? Am I not the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last? Am I not the Lord God Almighty? Am I not the one who have created you? Do you think for one moment that I do not know the thoughts that I have for you? I am the one who have thought it out. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you say of the Lord. And that these thoughts are thoughts of peace and it is not thoughts of evil. To what? To give you an expected end. How powerful is that not? We need to understand what is really being meant in this. See, your thoughts, God thought you into existence. The thoughts concerning your life has already been designed. The thoughts concerning your life has already been put into motion. The thoughts concerning your life has already been created. In fact, you are a manifestation of His thoughts. I don't know if I'm here. Listen, you're a manifestation. You being here right now, moving and the moment you were born, you became a manifestation of His thoughts. Again, when David said that in Psalm chapter 8 verse 4, and he says, What is man that you are mindful of Him? When you study that mindful, it means that you are continually on the mind of God. He cannot help it. What does it mean? It means that every time that He looks at you, He's reminded of His purpose. Every time that He's looking at you, He's reminded of His call. Every time that He's looking at you, He's reminded of His own thoughts. When He looks at you, He sees His own thoughts, walking and talking, being a manifestation. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. It's been created. The problem is we, many of us are still playing catch up. Do you know His thoughts for you? That is the question. He knows His thoughts for you. Do you know it? That is the real question. 
Are we together? Which brings me to ordinance number one. You need knowledge of the promises of God. You need knowledge of the promises of God. Now, prophetess this morning gave a verse, one of the verses that I love the most. John chapter 14, verse 12. And this is what I'm going to give you is the NIV version. I love this. I love this passage of Scripture. And this is Jesus Christ speaking, let me remind you, saying that truly I tell you, very truly I tell you, that whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. The problem is, is that many want to do the greater, but they don't even know the former. You will do the things I have been doing. Okay, what are those things? How many of you can tell me the blessing and the full exchange that took place on the cross of Calvary? Some people will give me maybe two or three points on that. I can give you pages of an internal blessing that was released, the point at the moment when he said, when he gave his last breath and gave up his ghost and said, it is finished. What was released at that moment is powerful, is all-powerful. But we do not even know that. We do not even walk in the basics. I want to call it the basics yet. But we want to do the greater. You will need knowledge of the promises. I'll be together. You will need knowledge of the promises of God. Listen. There cannot be dominion in ignorance. I'm going to say that again. There cannot be dominion in ignorance. You see, the Bible contains three principal things. The Bible contains promises, it contains principles, and it contains prophecies. And I will have to know these things. And so you cannot just merely have a Bible. No, you must know what is written in it. Too many people have a Bible and it's on the shelf gathering dust and they've got no idea of the unlimited power that is available at their fingertips. Again, I state that you cannot experience, nor will you ever see, what you do not have knowledge of. It's not just going to happen. The blessing is not just going to flow. You're not just going to cast out demons. You're not just going to heal the sick. No, no, no. You will, you will need revelation. You will need understanding of these promises. And you guys, you need knowledge of the promises. Are you guys with me? John chapter 8 verse 32, New King James. And it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall know. It will not set you free. You see how many people read quickly and they miss it. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There's a big difference between setting free and making free. And I don't have time to get into the example of that now. But making free means that God steps in Himself, takes you by the arm and He pulls you out of whatever situation, of whatever circumstance. He's making you free from whatever is holding you back. He's making you free from every bondage, from every curse. He's making you free from sin. I hope that someone is hearing me in this night. The truth that you know shall make you free. The truth that you know shall make you free. Are you guys with me? Not the truth that you have. But the truth that you know. Many have a Bible, but they lack knowledge of the principles, the secrets, and the revelations that is locked up therein. Amen. 
and they continue to suffer. Now, the word know here, and you shall know the truth. The word know here speaks of a track record. It is a spiritual track record that you build up, where you now through experience have tested and have proven that everything written in it is in fact truth and is in fact a possibility. You must know His promises. How many of you know His promises for your life? There's so many. There is so many promises. There's more than 7,000 promises. Lift up your Bibles. Come on, lift up your Bibles. I want to encourage you to get a physical Bible. Lift up your Bibles. There, there are more than 7,000 promises locked up in your Bible. I just said three main things contained in this book. It is promises, principles, and prophecies. Are you guys with me? And you will have to search the Scripture to find where it is written. Oh, where it is written. I'm telling you, listen to this. I want to show you something quickly. My, my goal tonight is to get you hungry for the Word. I have said many times that if you're going to go for anything, go for the Word. I love the Word. When it comes to the power of His Word, this is my niche. I will preach you until you get into the Word. I'm telling you, may your hunger be stirred up for His Word. My revelations start to flow. I pray that for everyone that sets their heart to my understanding, I prophesy this over your life in this night. That when you open it, the Holy Spirit will be right there, guiding your entire being to open at the right place and to read the right place. I don't know if someone is hearing this. And that revelation will flow. Revelation will be your portion. Understanding will be your portion. And that you will even more than that have the ability to walk in the truths set out throughout Scripture. May it change your life. May it set you on holy fire. May it take you higher. May it draw you closer onto the heart of the Father. Luke chapter 4 verse 17. 4 verse 1, 7. New King James. I love this. Now listen to this. Luke chapter 4 verse 17. It says, And he was handed, this is speaking about Jesus Christ in the synagogue, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Aye. Listen, I want to break this open for a moment. It says, it says he opened the book and he found. Say he found. Say again, say he found. Listen, there are many things that you will only find once you open the book. There are many graces that you can only experience once you open the book. There are many dimensions that you will only gain access to once you have opened that book. Once you have opened that book. Someone needs to hear me in this night. And it says that he opened the book. He opened the book and he found where it was written. When you can find the place where it was written or where it is written concerning your situation and concerning your circumstance, then only can God commit to that situation. Why? Because God is only committed to the degree of his word. When you are setting your heart to understanding and God sees that you are doing your parts, He will commit the moment you find the place where it is written. But you must find the place. You must go find it. You must go find where it is written. The Bible says that the wise man dug down deep and that he laid his foundation on rock. 
So a wise man digs deep into Scripture and he finds the prophecies, he finds the principles, and he finds the promises, and he lays his foundation on those prophecies. He lays his foundation on those promises. He lays his foundation on those prim I don't know. Listen, you will need to dig deep into Scripture. You will need to study it. You will need to dissect it, and you will need to observe it, meaning you will have to meditate upon it day in and day out. It says, let not this book of the law depart from your mouth. If you're going to go for anything, go for the Word. You can only bolt on what you know. It's time to take that book from your shelf and open it. Start to read it. You will be amazed how many things will shift and change in your life. See, the pastor said it was by and then is it done. This does not concern me. You will have to find where it is written concerning your situation. Again, I want to state, you can only see and experience the manifestation of what you know. You see, God operates in and through our lives. God operates in and through your life to the extent that you know and carry His Word. He can only speak to you to the extent that you know His Word. Are you guys with me? You cannot afford neglecting going to church. Because that is the place, because many are too lazy to read their own words, so you cannot afford to miss church. Because that is the place where God will feed you knowledge and understanding. Are you guys with me? I love this. Listen to this. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. 3 verse 1, 5. King James. 3 verse 1, 5. And this is God speaking through the prophet saying, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. How amazing is that? God says that, listen, I am the one that presents you with pastors. I am the one that gives you my pastors. It's my pastors that I give you. And their purpose is to feed you with knowledge and with understanding. Can I have an amen? Sadly, ignorance, say ignorance, has caused many to lose what rightfully belongs to them. When the enemy attacks you, attacks you like this. He comes after your time. The enemy works with time because he knows that his time is very limited. So when he attacks, he attacks your time. I don't have time to pray. Oh, I don't have time to read my word. Oh, I don't have time to go. Listen, he will keep you so busy that he's robbing you of time that is quality, that's supposed to be spent in quality with God. In time where you're supposed to receive activation and impartation. I don't know if someone is hearing this tonight. He steals your time, but I want to tell you, do not fear encounter. You know, here's a, here's a promise. I want to give you a promise that I love. And this is a promise that is well worth taking note of. The Bible says in the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 25, So I will restore, I will restore, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. Man, I'm telling you, if only you can find the place where it is written concerning your situation. If only you can find the place where it is written concerning your circumstance, then God will commit and you will see change taking place in that situation. If only you can find the place. For the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. After these things, His word came unto Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham. 
for I am your shields and your exceeding great reward. The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 14, verse 24 and 25, and it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked onto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they drove them heavily so that the Egyptians said let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians the Bible says in the book of Leviticus chapter 26 verse 9 for I will look favorably on you I will look favorably, I don't know if someone is hearing this, for I will look favorably on you and make you fruitful, multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. The Bible says in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24, 25 and 26, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4. <laughs> Let's go with 20 verse 4. For the Lord your God is He that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. The Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter 10, Verse 24 and 25, when they had brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. The Bible says in the book of Judges chapter 6 verse 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. The Bible says in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse 12, The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wing you have come for refuge. The Bible says in the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, verse 19, So Samuel grew. And the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. The Bible says in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 10, So David went on and became great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. The Bible says in the first book of Kings chapter 18 verse 38, Then the fire of the Lord fell according to his word and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. The Bible says in the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 16, so we answered, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The Bible says in the first book of Chronicles, if only you can find the place if only you can find the place where it is written, then God can commit to that situation. Then God can commit to that circumstance. You will see an immediate shift. You will see an immediate change. Listen, when you can find the place where it is written, it sends your faith into a new direction. It increases everything spiritually inside of you. If you're going to go for anything, go for the Word. Go for the Word. I don't have time to go through every book of the Bible. There's a lot that I need to cover. Ordinance number two, you will need knowledge of the conditions and the demands 
that will activate those promises. So point number one was you need knowledge of the promises. But now more than that, you will need to have knowledge of the conditions and the demands that will activate those promises in and through your life. You guys with me? It is one thing to know the promises, but you will need to know those conditions that will activate them, that will send them into motion. This is what the Bible calls understanding. So understanding. So knowledge is only the first key. Knowledge talks about awareness. Say awareness. Now I know that it's part of my inheritance, my eternal covenants to be blessed. I know that it is part of my internal covenants, my inheritance in Christ to be more than a conqueror. I know that it is part of my inheritance in Christ to have a life of abundance. I know that it's part of my inheritance in Christ not to struggle with any sickness. I know that it's part of my inheritance in Christ to cast out demons. I know that it's part of my inheritance in Christ to heal the sick, to raise the dead. Amen. And now we know all these things. We know that it's part of our inheritance in Christ to live a life of freedom, free from sin, from bondage and curse. Amen. Awareness, however, does not make it your reality. Many are aware of these things, but they have not yet seen the manifestation of it. So awareness does not make it a reality nor an experience. Amen. Your knowledge is not complete until you find the demands that will activate those promises in and through your life. I'm going to say that again. Your knowledge is not complete until you find the demands that will activate these promises in and through your life. I hope that I'm not losing people now. The requirement to activate those promises is known as understanding. That is the requirement. So you now I know I have knowledge of the promises, but now I need to gain understanding of it. It is two different dimensions. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, King James. Put that on the screen for me. And it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Say get understanding. Say again, say get understanding. Listen, the Bible also clearly stated in the book of Jeremiah that I've given you just now, now that you cannot just be given knowledge. It says that I will give you my pastors and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So you cannot just have knowledge. You must have understanding. Are you guys with me? Put on the screen for me Leviticus chapter 9 verse 6. I want to show you an example. New King James. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 6. New King James. And it says, Then Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded that you should do. And the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. This is the thing that God commanded you must do. Then the glory of the Lord will appear unto you. Many get so focused on the glory of the Lord that must appear. But they do not want to apply the former to receive the latter. So what is the command? You see, that's the part that we miss. What did he command to do so that I can receive the glory? So we get so focused on the glory and it's good. You must be hungry to enter His glory, 100%. But there's a pathway that leads, a roadmap that leads into the glory of God. This is what God commanded. It's instructions that is given. You cannot bypass it. It is His ordinances. Are you guys with me? I'm just laying a foundation stone. Amen. So many know the promises, but they lack the understanding of those promises. The requirements of activation. Amen. God is unfortunately constrained by the ignorance of many. 
and he cannot move because of your ignorance. And we're crying out by God, but why are you not moving on my behalf? Why are you not showing up? Why are you silent? But it's because of your ignorance. It's, it's placing him in a position where he's constrained. He cannot move. He cannot speak. Because you must go search and find where he has already spoken concerning that situation. You must go and find where he has already spoken. He has already spoken. Please understand that. He has already spoken. His words has already been said in eternity. I must go find where it is now written because the moment that I find where it is written, then it's released from heaven upon my life. And therefore it can become, it can. It stands now the possibility of becoming a physical manifestation. But the thing that will determine the physical manifestation is my understanding of what I've just received. Are you guys with me? Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 and 2, King James. Just quickly, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2, King James. And it shall come to pass. Say, it shall. Listen, this is a very strong word in the English vocabulary, shall. It leaves no room for debate, ifs, ands, or buts. It is what it is. Are you guys with me? You cannot work around it. It shall come to pass. Say, it shall. It shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all His commandment which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on a high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2, And all these blessings, all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So verse 2 here clearly states the conditions so that the former can take place. And we read one part. Listen, when you study scripture, please take note that you cannot just read one verse and establish an entire doctrine on that. It's the worst mistake that you can ever make. Do yourself a favor and go and read the entire chapter. At least read the verse before and the, the verse after so that you can understand the verse that's speaking to you in context. Are you guys with me? You have to understand, because many times the verse that God is revealing unto you, there's conditions to what He's showing you. He's revealing a prophecy. He's revealing a promise. He's revealing a principle. But there is a condition that backs up to get that thing a reality in and through your life. And so I will need to read the verse before or the verse after or the chapter before the chapter after so that I can understand the condition to making that thing a reality in and through my life. I cannot just engage with one part. I have to engage with all. Are you guys with me? Amen. And so, John chapter 2 verse 5, King James. Again, put on for me quickly. John chapter 2 verse 5, King James. And it says, His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Here we have Jesus Christ, and he's at a wedding ceremony, and the people have run. Oh, please, I don't know if I should go there now. Because this is the part that the worldly people always use. And they ran out of wine. And they came to Jesus' mother saying, Please, Stalimi must help us. And she said the following, Whatever he tells you to do, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. It is the whatever he tells you to do, that is the conditions, that is the demands that I need to activate the promises. The promise was the wine. But for them to get the wine, they had to do everything that He said. Are you guys with me? We have to know the demands. We have to know the conditions. 
behind on how to get an activation of the promises, the prophecies and the principles set out throughout Scripture. I hope someone is hearing me tonight. Listen, knowledge of the truth coupled with an understanding that will activate that truth, that is revelation. Say that again. Knowledge of the truth coupled with an understanding that will activate that truth, that is revelation. You cannot have revelation without knowledge. You cannot have revelation without understanding. They walk hand in hand when there's an alliance between understanding and revelation. Understanding and knowledge. It will give birth to revelation. Guarantee. Are you guys with me? Ordinance number three, just quickly. I'm almost done. The last three is past. Of course, we've already done that in great detail. I'm not going to touch on it now, but I'll mention it. Ordinance number three, faith to be engaged with the promises. Faith to be engaged with those principles. Faith to be engaged with the prophecies. Are you guys with me? So now you've gained knowledge. You have gained comprehension, understanding on how to apply it. But now I, that, that means still nothing. Are you guys with me? Knowing what to do and knowing how to do it does not mean that it will be done. Now I need another factor. I need a tangible substance of heaven that is known as faith. Say faith. Now, obviously, definition of faith, Hebrews chapter 11 was one. King James. Now faith is the substance. Say the substance. I want you to get something. I'm going to show you something about faith. I've told you many times, doubt has left me a long time ago. Because I have, through knowledge and comprehension, understanding, tested, and through experience, I've proven that what He has said in His Word is indeed possible and true. But it did not come easy. Faith is something you cannot leave out of the equation cannot afford it. You guys with me say faith. It says now faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. Faith in one word is this. Obedience. If you find the word faith throughout scripture and you place it with the word obedience, you will not be incorrect by doing that. Faith in one word is obedience. Are you guys with me? It says, now faith is. Now in the original text, if you study it, the word now is not even in there. It just says faith is, which means that it's written in the continuous present tense, meaning that faith is right now and that it will continue to be. Now, even the word now, if you put that in, fine. But if you remove it and you just say faith, it still means now. Faith is always now. It is always present and it will continue to be. It is progressive. Are you guys with me? Now, faith is the substance of things. I'll cover that part now. And the evidence of things not seen. Say the evidence of things not seen. So faith is invisible. Faith is the invisible. Are you guys with me? Understand that faith sees the invisible, meaning that faith sees a thing before it happens. And having the ability to see something before it happens is known as vision. I'm going to say that again. Faith sees something before it happens. And having the ability as a son and a daughter of God to have the ability to see something before it takes place, that is known as vision. I've many times asked you, are you the people of vision? Yes, yes, Pastor Martin. Okay, do you know where you will be five years from now? Meaning that you must have the ability 
to see something that had not yet taken place physically. That is vision. It sees the invisible. I hope that someone is hearing this. Are we together? There is no hope if you cannot see. Amen. That is why if you cannot see a thing, you cannot believe it. That's where we get the saying, seeing is believing. If you cannot see a thing, you cannot believe it. When you can't see a thing, you can't reach out to receive it. So your faith works in line with what it sees. I need people to listen now. So faith that is vision carries the ability to see a thing from an internal perspective. Now this is important because an internal perspective never loses value. What you see physically will lose value and will come and go. It is temporal. But I'm telling you that when you operate from a kingdom perspective and you operate from without vision, that is why the Bible says that I walk by faith and not by sight. There is a difference. When I walk by faith, I am walking by vision. I'm walking in that which is not yet a reality in the physical. But I'm not defined by what my natural circumstances are currently speaking. I'm walking by the prophecies, the principles and the promises set out throughout scripture that have become a reality and the only thing that i keep before me is that i refuse to see the natural i will keep on seeing by faith faith is not a fighting force faith is not based on your intellect it is not based on positive thinking we have said this so many times faith is not you getting up in the morning and says oh the job is mine the job is mine the job is mine i am healed i'm healed i'm healed i'm healed Positive speaking. Moi. Good for you. Oh, cute. It's not positive thinking. It is a condition of the hearts. Sight is a condition of your eyes. Vision is a condition of the hearts. Faith, the acronym for faith is full assurance in the heart. It is a place where all doubts has stepped out. And this is where Paul has so eloquently stated that I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am convinced. I am convinced it is not positive speaking. It is full insurance in the heart. Are you guys with me? Real faith is doing what God has said. Amen. It's the difference between sight and vision. It is the difference between fact and truth. Fact and truth is not even the same. Sight and vision is not the same. I've made... This analogy in the past where I say that, you know, if I should have actually gotten one, but if I hold an apple seed, just use your imagination and imagine that there's an apple seed in my hand and I'm, I'm asking what is in my hand, then many people will respond and saying, an apple seed, that is a fact, it is an apple seed, but truth says something else because truth operates out of vision, it is a condition of the heart, it sees the invisible, so what I in fact see is a tree. And within that tree, I see many other apples containing many other seeds. And within those seeds, I see many other trees. And within those many other trees, I see many other apples. And within those many apples, I now see many other seeds. 
So in truth, what I'm holding in my hand is not just a seed, but an entire forest. And the thing that will cause what I have seen to become a reality is whether I'm going to put into practice what I am able to see. Will I plant it? Will I water it? Will I follow the conditions and the demands that will activate the blessing to bring it to pass? Can I have an amen to that? Sight is limited by the condition of your eyes. But vision is limited by the boundaries of your imagination. And if you want to stretch the boundaries of your imagination, get into the promises. Gain knowledge of His prophecies. Gain knowledge of the principles of the kingdom of God. That will stretch your imagination. It will increase the boundaries of your imagination. It will cause you to see more. And what I see will affect what I speak. And what I speak will define my tomorrow. Whether you believe this or not, what you speak, being filled by the Holy Spirit, be careful what you speak. Because what you speak, you will create. Are you guys with me? Let the Word become your vision. Let your vision be birthed from His Word, from His promises, from His prophecies, from His principles. Let that become your vision. If only, man, the Bible says, Mark chapter 9 verse 23, King James. And I love this story. I want to just quickly end off with faith. Mark chapter 9 verse 23, King James. Now this is a story of where like like <laughs> So, let me just give you a bit of background on the story. This is where Jesus spent some time on the mountain with the Father. And He came back down to find the disciples battling to cast out a demon, out of a demon-possessed boy. And the crowds were gathering around this boy. And Jesus came on the scene saying, what is all this? What's going on here? What have you got to do with my disciples? And the boy's father stepped forward and said that, listen, your disciples tried to cast out the demon, but they could not. And he says, how long has the boy been like this? He says, from a very young age, this demon would cast him into the fire as to kill him or throw him into the water as to drown him. And he said the following the father, he said, Lord, please, if, if, if you can, if you can, have mercy on us. And Jesus responds with the following said, If you can believe, if you can only but believe, all things are possible to him that believe. But now, the Father's response after this, very profound. As he said, Lord, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome my unbelief. Are you guys with me? Is it? Lord, I do. I believe. Help help me overcome my unbelief. It's easy. We, we tend to say, Lord, yes, I believe. I believe. I believe. 
But here's this man, and he's very true to himself, and he says, Lord, I drew, I believe, but, but, but. There's always a but. Also. Yes, but. Help me overcome my unbelief. And Jesus looked at this boy and casted out the demon. Right there, faith, true faith, was setting. Because by experience, the Father that I have not first-handedly seen the living word, stepping from eternity into time and bringing healing to his boy right at that moment this man gained comprehension of the unlimited possibilities that is locked up in an almighty God we serve an almighty God if you can only but believe you will see the impossible manifest in and through your life if you can only but believe. Listen, I don't care who have told you what. Who have told you that you will never add up to nothing. That you are a mistake that you never have, should have been. Yet I'm telling you that it's nothing but a lie. I'm telling you that if you can only but believe that you will see the impossible manifest. If you're going to go for anything, Go for the word. Amen. Go for the word. It says, now faith is, and I'll close off with this. I know there's three more points. I'll just mention them. Faith is the substance. Say substance. And it's the substance of things open. Now I need you to listen because the word substance is a very important word. And this is why you need to study your Bible. It is the Greek word hypostasis. Say hypostasis. And it means to take a stand while being under something. It means to take a stand. Remember that I have said that we do not fight for victory or from a place of victory. We are standing from a place of victory. If you are still fighting an already defeated foe, you are lacking spiritual reality because he has already been defeated on the cross of Calvary. Satan has no right. He has no authority over your life. But the only power that he has is what you give him. And you will give him power when you lack spiritual reality. When you lack knowledge and understanding of his promises, his prophecies and of his principles. It means to take a stand while you are under something. So we can divide the words substance into two parts. Sub and stance. Now when we look at the word submarine, it makes more sense because it means to take a stance while you are submerged. It means to take a stance while you are under. Are we together? Are we learning something? So this is where God brings you under His protection. And it's where God brings you under His supernatural power. And it's where God brings you under His holy fire. And it's where God brings you under His anointing. And it's where God brings you under His strength, under His power, under His might. It's where God brings you under His glory. It's where God brings you under His unbroken presence. And it's when God brings you under His unconditional love. And it's when God brings you under His grace. Listen, this is where the all things have now been removed and all things have now become come you as you are placed it under his authority. I don't know if someone is hearing this because it is time for you to bring your marriage. It is time to bring, to bring your finances. It is time for you to bring your business. It is time for you to bring every aspect of your life under his word, under his authority. Substance. Faith is the substance. It is the substance. And you do this through faith. 
full assurance in the hearts. Say faith. Say again, say faith. May you develop a faith that will remain steadfast. A faith that will remain immovable. And no matter the storm raging or beating against you, that you will remain steadfast. You will remain immovable and will not move you and will not get you down and will not even listen. It will not even affect you because now you have knowledge. Now you have understanding of His promises, of His principles. And the moment that the enemy comes to present a lie, because the moment that the enemy speaks, please understand it's nothing but lies. The Bible says that when the enemy speaks, he speaks his native language, for there is no truth in him, there is only lie. So when the enemy comes with a lie, now you have the truth to contradict of what he is saying. And you can say that like as the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted in the wilderness after being baptized by the Holy Spirit, you can too say, it is written. It is written. It is written. My Bible says, my Bible says, my Bible says, and you will come out in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, you will come out in the power of His Spirit. Say faith. Say again, say faith. Ordinance number four, I'm just quickly going to mention it. It's the power of words. Say the power of words. Dominion in this kingdom is voice activated. Dominion in this kingdom is voice activated. This is where you engage with the ministry of prayer and with the ministry of prophecy. To make certain declarations. Are you guys with me? The effectiveness and the efficiency of your words will be determined by everything we have just discussed. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4, New King James 8, verse 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. So many of you are already missing what I'm saying. Does your Bible not say that He is the King of kings? The Lord of lords. And I'm not careful to say this one, but the God of gods. I know that one is going to go. Here comes another one. It's in, your, it's in the Bible. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the God of gods. It is what it is. Encounter all you kings. All you kings. All you kings. Where the word of a king is, there is power. There is power. There is power. I can back up what I'm saying. Put on the screen quickly for me. Job chapter 22 verse 28. King James, Job chapter 22, verse 28. You're going to love this one. Listen. Thou shalt also declare a thing. Speaking of you. Who's the thou? It's you. Okay, I know this King James can be thou, you. Okay, you shall also declare a thing. And it shall be, it shall be established unto you. And the light shall shine upon your way. You shall declare it is voice. Dominion in this kingdom is voice activated. 
As a king, when you speak, there is power. And therefore, when you declare a thing, it shall be established. If only you can find the place where it is written. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. And God says, so he imagined and thought everything before creating it. And after his imagination, the way that he brought his, his, his imagination into reality. And God says, let there be lights. And there was lights. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, King James. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I'm telling you that the enemy is trying to bring you into a place of silence. Because the moment that he has shut you up, is the moment that you will no longer create. It's the moment that you will no longer walk in dominion. The way that you establish supremacy is by opening your mouth and declaring what his word is saying. And it's not just declaring anything. It is declaring what his word is saying. It's declaring his prophecies, his principles, and his promises. I will walk up and down like this many times, just quoting scripture. See, the Bible says, the Bible says, Bible says, Brandoske in the Ravai Yeshuba under the Mazenda, the Bible says, the Bible says, La Roske, the Ravanda, the Caravanda, the Ponda, the Hana, the Bonda, the Vanda, the Bible says, and I will start from the beginning, I'll go through. And I can feel how His holy presence around me just increases. Now I'm establishing supremacy, I'm superior in authority, in power, and in stature. By His Word. Only you can go for the Word. And set your heart to understand it. You will see so many things change in your life. Little Bethany is like responding so well. <laughs> Amen. Ordinance number, where are we now? Five. Wow, you see. And that's the anointing. I'm not going to speak on that. I mean, we've had an entire, uh, many series, not one, but many, on the anointing. I'm not going to speak on it now. If you want to understand the anointing, go get a hold of the anointing series that we have on the Encounter Now app. But I want to say this, though, that the anointing carries a mandate. The anointing carries a mission. And that is to bring to pass, as Prophetess said this morning, morning, that it's to bring to pass your divine call and purpose. It is to empower you to preach the gospel with a demonstration of kingdom power, meaning that what I speak, I can practically prove. When I can practically prove something that I am preaching, means that that thing has become a reality to me but when I preach something out of ignorance just by what I've read and it's not yet an understanding or revelation I'm acting out of illegitimate authority because what you preach will cause a retaliation from the enemy and you better know that when something comes out of your mouth, that you know what you're speaking about, that this thing is alive to you and real to you. So 
that when that onslaught comes and that attacks come, that you can stand your ground. And after having done everything to stand, stand firm then. Stand firm then. The very first piece of the armor, the Word of God. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist. That is the principal thing. That is the main thing. Again, I want to say that if you're going to go for anything, go for the Word. Come on, give God a praise offering.